Hey guys, welcome back to Tap That AZ Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Walters, and this is a special Arizona Beer Week episode presented by the Arizona Craft Brewers Guild. Beer Week is coming. Arizona Beer Week is fast approaching. It starts on February 7th, ends on February 16th. 10 days of awesome beer events across the state of Arizona. It's the ninth year in a row now that this has gone on. Each year, it gets bigger and bigger and more exciting. With that said, there's a lot of stuff that goes on. We could, no way possible for us to cover everything without making this a five-hour episode. And really, who wants to listen to an episode that long, right? <laughs> so, so we obviously missed some things. But follow your favorite breweries on social media. Go to ArizonaBeerWeek.com. That's going to help you guys really figure out what's going on and help you pick what places uh, and what events you guys want to check out. So we hang out on the patio of Petal House Brewery in Tempe. If you guys haven't been to this place, go. It's one of my favorite patios to hang out. Great place. Awesome beer. Uh, their brewer, Doc, was with us on this episode as well as their GM, Nick. And Chris Dodson, my good buddy, sound engineer extraordinaire, and just an awesome dude, was actually co-hosting with me. And then we've got Rob Fulmer from the Arizona Craft Brewers Guild, all in this same episode, talking about all these amazing things that are going on across the uh, state of Arizona for Arizona Beer Week. So there's collaboration beers, there's beer dinners, there are arm wrestling tournaments, there are all kinds of crazy stuff going on. So let's not delay anymore. Let's tap into Arizona Beer Week. All right, so we are in the patio of Petal House Brewery in Tempe, voted the top patio in the world, Doc? In my world. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, when, when we were going to set this up today, uh, I was like, there's no, even if it's raining, I'm setting up outside because I love, I love this patio. So, Doc, thanks for having us here, man. Yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah, absolutely. So, we're going to talk about Beer Week, but let's first meet everybody. I'm the host, Eric. And you guys are probably annoyed to hear my voice, so let's move over to my right here. I'm Chris Dodson, the editor of the show. Yeah, Chris. I, I promise this change in my voice is not on purpose, but I'm happy with how it turned out. Yeah. <laughs> this gentleman. I am Derek Osborne. They call me Doc because I, well, there's a longer story to that. I, I'll just leave that out. Uh, I kind of do a lot of beer-related stuff around here. Okay. The there's doctor no of real beer. one thing. Uh, we share common... Uh, some common responsibilities that up to including changing toilets out when people break them. Oh, wow. That sounds like a whole podcast episode by no, itself. No, notice he said <laughs> when people break them. Like, it's probably happened? It's near uh, ASU, so. Oh, okay. And I don't want to take all the credit because uh, someone else does a lot more work on that than I do. Okay. <laughs> He's to my right. Ah, uh, <laughs> that's a perfect segue. I, I'm Nick Nitz, head toilet changer at Pedal House Brewery, <laughs> as well uh, as taking on the general manager duties. Excellent, excellent. I'm Rob Fulmer. I'm the executive director of the Arizona Craft Brewers Guild, representing 100 breweries across Arizona and producer of Beer Week and Arizona Strong Beer Festival. Yeah. So this is coming up to be the biggest, busiest week of the year, 11 days, 10 days? Um, well, if you ask some of the breweries, it's a month, and then if you ask me, it's uh, the month before is well for me, but yeah. <laughs> right. um, we like to keep... Um, Fans engaged in uh, our breweries on their toes, I guess. Yes, yes. Well, so, Rob, um, kind of, w when did Beer Week, how long has it been around? Nick and I were talking earlier. Your guess was, I think, nine years, right? 
something close to that, I yeah. believe. Yeah, and I have the answer, and, he, and Nick is correct. It's, ah, uh, nice, Nick. It's uh, <laughs> nine years of Arizona Beer Week and 19 years uh, for Arizona Strong Beer Festival. Wow. So gotcha. it's easy, 9-19. Nine, 10-20, it'll be 10-20 next year. Yeah. That should be a big one. You should really go all out for 10-20. Uh, we go out uh, all out every year. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> seems to do a good job going on with every event. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to talk about all the events, as many events as we can in this episode today. Uh, but before we started recording, uh, Nick and I were talking about uh, just Beer Week in general. And, and Nick remembers the, the OGs of this, whole, of this whole scene, right, Nick? We were, we were chuckling a little bit about some of the, the really, really old ones that have been going on forever. Um, Hop Slam and Donuts is... One that comes to mind for sure. Where's um, that? That's Hungry Monk. Hungry Monk, gotcha, yep. okay. Um, the Flannies Colorado Firkin Night was always a fun one. Um, one that actually came up um, that we, we didn't chat about, the, the Ska Burlesque Show. What Do is you remember this? that one? Oh, yeah. At yeah. Yoka <laughs> Tap Room. I don't, I don't believe that still goes on, but that, that night was always a, a raging party for sure. The, the burlesque, uh, I don't believe, is going on this year. Uh, one of the um, people responsible for that besides Sky was uh, Breezy, who used to work at Papago, and um, she's not able to do it this year. But that, that was a favorite event of mine, too, because it brought in a whole different audience and, and so on and so forth. And I'm going to shut up because we're going to order beers. Oh, oh yeah, buddy. Who's going to start? Should I start? I'll start with the, uh, the gold medal award-winning GABF. Award-winning. That was a long introduction. I'm gonna have the beer blanche. <laughs> I'd like a hoppy lager, please. Hoppy. I'll do a beer blanche too. Breakfast beer. Breakfast beer. Uh, day drinker light lager sounds great. Ooh. I'm gonna have the guns of Crixton. Ooh. Thank you. I like the name of that one. That's that's oh. a new one. Well, when they kick in your front door. Yeah. <laughs> how are you gonna come? <laughs> the hands on your beer. I don't know. Speaking of Yucca Tap Room, <laughs> collaboration beer. Oh, is that oh, what right that on. is? Nice. Okay. So it's a kettle sour cherry. Wow, 168 pounds of cherries. Why so light? Yeah. <laughs> that, that, was a, uh, that was a really good beer to brew with them. Uh, we did a, a, a beer prior, with, prior to this with them, and it was a wonderful sour beer, and they brought in this punk band. It was Hey Ho, Let's Go, Sir. <laughs> was the beer and you can guess which band that. they had a uh, cover band for. And then this one, the Guns of Creekton, they brought in a Clash cover band and knocked it out of the park. I just love nice. those guys at Yucca. That's awesome, man. It's cool that you guys are doing collaborations with them. Which, well, actually, that's, that's a perfect segue because there's a lot of collaborations that really go on during Beer Week, right? Yeah. I mean, last year they had a whole flow chart. Remember that flow chart I think Ryan from Dark Sky created? Yeah. It yeah. Was just like a, yeah, they, they went nuts last year. Yeah. There's yeah. the Flag 7. I was going to say the Flag 7, yeah. So um, what, is, what is the story about the, the Flag 7? Um, they added up all the breweries and invited them all that, that are in Flagstaff. And yeah. uh, they do a beer um, to celebrate Beer Week. And then they, at the end, uh, they feature it at the um, ABV dinner, which is okay. a, an, a, a beer dinner in... Um, Boy, I want to say it's an American Legion post or uh, that's right, yeah, it's the ABV. post, and it, yep. it is. Uh, it's all the proceeds. I, I believe over. I think it's their fifth year. I think they've raised uh, twenty thousand dollars. Wow, over nice. the course of the time. Okay, just you know, eating and drinking, and yeah. uh, 20, 20 grand to, to uh, uh, veterans' causes. Yeah, so um, that's cool. Uh, and then we're also releasing the uh, women's collaboration, Persistence Pale. That's right. Yes. Um, we had 30 or so breweries get together at Santan. Um, it's an oaked pale ale. 
Um, and uh, proceeds to that go to Sojourner House here in Phoenix and uh, a, a similar uh, nonprofit in uh, Prescott and also Tucson and Flag. So um, that's cool. Um, and, you know, on the, on the development side of, of being more diverse and encouraging more women to be in, it gives those people that take part uh, a glimpse into other uh, brewing processes and, and, and how they do business and uh, a lot of them aren't familiar with working with distributors and um, how all the ducks have to be in a row to, to pull all of us off. We had some great support from Kegstar uh, that loaned us the kegs because you're talking about a huge amount of cooperage that's not included in anyone's production schedules until we drop this on them. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. And this is the third or fourth year that it's happened? Is that right? Fourth year, I want to say. Uh, yeah, so it started uh, at Huss, uh, moved to Barrio, and then went to Flagstaff, and so, yeah, it's back here at Santana. Fourth. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, I mean, um, hopefully it'll, it, it's going to be every year, and um, yep. keep moving it around. Yeah. That's going to be, well, there's going to be releases, because I think uh, Granite Mountain is going to be doing a release for that one, um, but the main one is, the kickoff is going to be at the Awatuki Winding Pig. Thursday, right, right. Um, you know, it's a statewide event, and we like to uh, shout out to our uh, outlying Arizona breweries. Uh, uh, their character of their week is much different. I think everyone sort of has a kickoff, and um, there's a lot more on the front end Thursday, Friday, Saturday here in Phoenix, and I think the rest of the week is kind of like more of a homecoming type yeah. of thing. And, um, you know, each of the breweries, uh, it's it's Sometimes it's about beer and sometimes it's not. It's uh, it's about expressing themselves as businesses and, and um, sort of reminding people where they are in, in the community. And, and so uh, often you'll see uh, them highlight what they're good at, you know. So and beers are coming and so there's there going to be go. a momentary pause. Momentary pause. And I mean, just it is literally the reason we're here in general is beer. So. <laughs> yes, it is. I mean, we could be doing this over, you know, tea. But that's a different podcast. Yeah, <laughs> it's a completely different podcast. Yeah, yes, thank you. Uh, so that release is going to be Thursday, February 7th. That's at the Winding Pig uh, we got, in Ahwatukee. We've got a friend of the show, Justin Cross, doing collaboration with Goldwater. Yes, yes, the Earn Your Booze collaboration. Yep. Um, I'm pretty sure there's lemongrass involved. I think, so. <laughs> I, think <laughs> I think Justin grows lemongrass out of his beard. <laughs> like, I think that's where he gets it from. <laughs> Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers, gents. Cheers. So the Dope can release, too. Yes. Dope. That is Beer Research Institute and Dark Sky. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Pedal, you guys are doing something at uh, Irene's, right? We're doing a couple of things. So yeah. and, uh, just to elaborate on what Nick uh, said, we are, we are <laughs> really <laughs> focused on this restaurant as our priority over anything else. Uh, we, we, you know, if you're going to survive in the beer industry, I think everybody kind of knows 70% of your revenue needs to come from your own tap room. So. Yeah. Right now, depending on the uh, size you are, but um, so we focus on this, and we Beer Week is one week a year. We are open uh, 363 days a year, so it's it's another week for us. Uh, sure. And if we try and do an event in the same week as everybody else's event, we might be putting a lot more effort than the return. So uh, for that, our goal as brewers is to support the other accounts that have supported us. So our our events are going to be mostly anybody who's willing to ask us over to have sure have our beer on and talk to their guests so that that is our focus this week uh, the first one we have well actually kind of there's a first one that starts tomorrow but it goes throughout beer week uh, i'll get back to that in a second first one we have we did a uh, 
uh, collaboration with Pueblo Vida. They came up here and brewed nice. a beer, and they we tried to come up with an idea, something historic, something that hasn't been overdone, and something a little more challenging. That was a, a big thing for us. We wanted to find something that wasn't easy. Um, so they had suggested uh, Timave Pivo, which is the other beer from the Czech Republic that most people don't know of. It's, it's a dark beer. It's been around a lot longer than the Pilsner, and it's still flourishes over there. I guess now if you go there, probably the most common dark beer you're going to find is Guinness, but that's because things have changed in Europe. But yeah, uh, So it's a dark beer. Unlike the um, Schwarz beer, is more uh, hoppy and crisp. Uh, both of them should not taste like a dark beer. They should look like a dark beer, but taste like a... Uh, the the Schwarz beer should be more like a Pilsner. The okay. Pivo should be malty. Uh, should taste like a nice, rounded, malty lager. So... We have that uh, in the fermenter, and it's uh, we just cleaned the tank, and we are purging it now. We are going to filter it on Monday, and that will be next Friday at the Wandering Tortoise. Okay, will be our release. Nice. So uh, when I was in Czech, they didn't even call it that; they just told you what Plato it was. It just shows up as a number, a Plato number. That's cool. Uh, so it's like I think it was like eight, ten, or twelve, sixteen, maybe even. Am I out of my mind? No, that well, sounds yeah, but legitimate to me. I, I mean, <laughs> it could be, but maybe not about this. <laughs> um, I don't know what that means, though. What is a Plato number? Uh, it's uh, it's just a way to measure the uh, re- residual sugar oh, okay. um, that's re- fermentable. Um, Got it. But I'm not the one that's supposed to be answering that question. That's more of a doc question. <laughs> well, okay, so uh, original gravity, most homebrewers talk gravity because it's easy to measure a hydrometer. But you can influence gravity with salts, with anything that can dissolve in liquid. And uh, we're only really interested in the uh, sugar content, which uh, you can measure with refracting light in a refractometer uh, or with bricks, uh, sugar, uh, similar process. And they're very similar numbers. So we look at either plate or bricks as our our total total sugar that's dissolved. I mean, we're used to seeing ABV on menus. We're used to seeing that in in check. Um, But, I mean... uh, I mean, to say that you're not doing something for beer, that is, I mean, you're, you're creating a style that needs to probably see the light of day here and, and see if it's uh, something that people will be interested in. And that's something, you know, completely within in what we want to do for Beer Week. And you're working with a retailer that you and a lot of people value in Phoenix. Um, so it is about what your business wants to do. And you're right, you have a base of operations here. And you do events throughout the week. Um, but it is it is the mothership, and um, um, so you're not willing to necessarily um, change that. But you are doing these other things, outreach more. And so some businesses um, uh, are used to doing all those outreach things, and they're like, hey, you know, it's been a while since we're doing a tap room, so they bring people in. So this is what I like about it is um, it speaks to who you are as a brewery and what you want to do as a business. And, um, and then sometimes it's just, you know, because you want to. Uh, you do some wacky events or, um, you know, uh, as the director, if you wanted to do a coffee and beer event or if you wanted to do a wine and beer event or if you wanted to, uh, because you notice uh, you have a bunch of ladies that do crochet and you want to have crochet night and subsequently there's beers, I'm all for it. I'm all for it because we're getting, we're trying to reach out to as many different uh, people in the community as possible and, and just let them know that we're here. It's, uh, you know, uh, way to express ourselves 
and beer culture. Did you just genderfy crochet? Because I would totally show up to that event. <laughs> I, I, I did. Um, I was trying to paint a picture. Uh, I'm really good at it, by the way. As a kid, I, my right sister on. did it. Nimble yeah. fingers. Get the nimble fingers. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, you guys are also doing a, a German thing over at um, uh, Irene's Tap Room as well. You're doing the uh, Pedal Huss. Pedal Huss towards the Pedal end Huss. of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love those guys. Irene's yeah. Tap Room is one of the newer places in town that's just yeah. a huge supporter of everything craft beer. And yep. I wish they they're on the opposite side of the city that I live. So, but they are on the way back from Forbine. Every time I go Forbine, I, I pass by. Uh, that's a very nice place to stop and have yeah. your last beer. So if you, yeah. if you need another reason to go out Forbine. Yep. For, doing what? I assume you're saying four by fouring. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, going, yeah. Going off road. Wow, what is that? What do you, what do you four by? That involves craft beer too. <laughs> no, if you go yeah. four Only if you're going to do it right. Once, yeah. <laughs> but it involves flat tires, craft beer, and breaking at least one Jeep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then you know you did it right. Yeah. It's like, I discovered why our my fenders on my Jeep are plastic. Right. <laughs> yeah. They give a little bit. If they scratch up a little bit, it's okay. Yeah. It's, you know, it's fine. Well, that's cool. So you had mentioned, um, I think you, maybe it was you, Rob, that mentioned the, um, probably both of you guys, the, the places like the, you know, the tap rooms, like like the Wandering Tortoise and Irene's, those places really tend to um, have some really awesome events when they're bringing in the, the people that they've supported, like you said, all year round. Yeah, you know? and I think it's part and parcel of what they do on a regular basis, and, and I think... For more people to discover that and to understand that is great. Um, and, and there's nothing wrong if you own a um, place that just sells hot dogs and you do have a pretty good beer list and you don't do very much more than maybe do some pairings. Uh, as long as you're doing some education, um, as long as you're trying to add a new dynamic to what you're doing, um, we're okay with that. I mean, there uh, in, in this list that we're looking at, there's things like beer and whiskey pairing. There's one at Lumberyard. Yep. Um, yep. That's a completely awesome and appropriate thing to do in <laughs> right. Flagstaff is yeah. to have a little bit of whiskey and have a little bit of a beer. Yeah. Um, you know, um, you know, there's beer and cheese and, 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 and these other things. Like, you know, I don't know about you. I remember all the beer stuff, but I always forget, do I like this cheese again? Or <laughs> I like this kind of cheese, but I always forget the company name. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, having more and more of that stuff. And, you know, there's a lot of, I, I don't know what whiskeys they're choosing to use, uh, but there's a lot of exciting uh, things happening here in the distilling world in Arizona, so that that will be fun. Um, you know, chocolate beer and chocolate beer and donuts, uh, beer and Girl Scout cookies. Yeah, a couple of those going on. I think Four Peaks and um, is it Four Peaks and Four Peaks? Maybe twice. Uh, I, I think, think they're doing it twice. All four of the peaks are doing yeah. it. I think Button is doing it in Tucson. I okay. don't know if that's on your list, but yeah. uh, I know they put a call out for like, like how often do you actually? Beg Girl Scouts to sell you cookies. Right. <laughs> like, hey, we're, we're, we, need, we need a hookup because yeah. you know, going through a lot of cookies uh, yeah. on these events. <laughs> yeah. another, um, another thing Button's doing that I'm excited for is they do a they're doing a michelada event with their their chiltopin the the spicy red ale that they oh, make. Oh, really? So they've they've got a just specifically michelada event that they're that they're doing. We're never nice. going to be able to say that as well as you said that. I know, right? That was <laughs> <laughs> so it just flowed I, too. I've, I've had some. I've had some practice. I'm a, I'm a fan. <laughs> right on. <laughs> yeah, that that uh, that Chiltepin. See, I did it wrong. Uh, uh, it was actually it was, Tennessee accent. You know what it was? It was, it was awesome. Classy that taught me how to say it. Was it really? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure that he was adamant. He wouldn't let you leave until you learned how to say <laughs> it's it. It's like, I either can do it 
like white guy American or I'd go way over the top. <laughs> I don't, don't want to go over the top. No. Oh, no, I, don't no. wanna... I think you did it just just fine, Rob. <laughs> well, that's a that's a thing too. Is as there's a lot of uh, what I really love about this is there's a lot of food events, right? There's a lot of food related events that go along with with Beer Week. Um, I mean, Valentine's Day falls right on on Beer Week, so there's stuff like the Eight uh, Bit does the my be my player too Valentine's yeah. Day dinner. Um, Clever. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. Is, is, on, do on you brand, have any details on, on it? Do you have any details? Because, uh, like, I, I remember it last year, and they kind of, I think it, uh, last year it was, um, they were just going to order Chinese food. And the reason is, um, that's, as a business owner, that's how they celebrated Valentine's Day. They were just too tired to do anything and that's go out. Fantastic. And they just said, well, this is our ex- Valentine's experience. We're just going to hang out and order Chinese food. And, uh, you know, sort of, basket each other's glow i guess <laughs> so, well, the, to me it was it was like awesome. that see this is it's kind of you know you can kind of feel the love when you know the story right it's not just cartons of chinese food um no, no, it's, it it's a be. way to it's a way to connect with the people who are throwing the event it's something that is meaningful to them because it was literally their experience i yeah I think it's That's cool. We're all getting misty about it, aren't we? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah, Doc. I know. I know you and, and Melissa have those kind of <laughs> romantic interludes, where <laughs> it's uh, too tired to do anything, just order pizza or pet the dogs. <laughs> How about a dog petting and beer pairing? Uh, that's <laughs> a great one. That is a great one. There's heavy petting with my dog. <laughs> there's, there's, there is someone that's doing uh, puppies on the patio. Uncle Bears. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. Yeah. So <laughs> it's. You know, coming to fruition. <laughs> right on. It is. I like that. That's a, that's a great idea. <laughs> um, so we got some different pairings, but we also have the, I like the name of this one, the Mother Road and Shift, No Commitment, Valentine's Day bit dinner up in, up at Shift and Flagstaff. I've never been there, but I heard that place is pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I heard good things about it, too. Yeah. Um, there's another play on words I think that Huss was doing. It was like um, Craft Singles. Oh, great. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's the one that they're doing, too? Yeah, I, oh, I, don't, I don't know where that is. Yeah. You, can, you can Google that or look on our site. Um, I just hope you don't get wrapped in plastic, because that would be a little uh, Yeah. Ooh, that, that could be one. cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you're into, we don't judge. I've got a big roll, of 18-inch roll of pallet wrap. Uh, <laughs> all right, I think we're getting real deep in this one. Um, so <laughs> well... You got some more to add. I would I like tell. to be swaddled after beer week. <laughs> swaddled, yes. That would be, you're going to need it. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> and at Beer Research Institute, they've got single people, TV dinners, and beer. That's the name of the event. So I don't know what they're going to do, but in true BRI fashion, I'm sure it's going to be pretty weird. <laughs> sounds pretty awesomely of, weird. Sounds yeah. kind of self-explanatory. <laughs> yeah. 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 I know of two more that we're participating in. Uh, Bottle Shop 48, we're doing a tap takeover on Valentine's Day. So oh, nice. Awesome. If you love craft beer... Go show your love for craft beer and buy it a beer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Hunger Monk, they do this every year. Uh, they typically just put one beer on from each of the breweries they they like or choose, and they um, they require someone to show up from that brewery, and they call it the Brewer's Orgy because there's just a <laughs> bunch of beer reps walking around, high-fiving each other, going, what are we supposed to do again? Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be that kind of party. Right. Yes. Uh, uh, I was going to mention this, too. Um, we are talking about collaborations. There was one. I'm really excited about this. I'm not usually barrel-age. I don't usually like barrel-age stuff. Uh, but they've got the Huss Great Divide Imperial Chocolate Porter that yeah. they did last year. It's been sitting in the barrel, some kind of barrel for 
like a year. That's going to be pretty good. Just thinking oh. about it. <laughs> Rob's like, we're all having this moment of, oh, right. yeah. I need to try that. Yeah, yeah. That and some Chinese food. <laughs> some chi- yeah, that's a good, that's a perfect pairing. That should be a pairing people should do. Um, back to Irene's, though. Irene's is doing a few things. So Irene's is doing, they're doing the, the uh, pedal hus with you guys. Um, they're also doing the Meet Me in the Pit. Did you guys see that? It's like a battle between Dark Sky and um, uh, Rolly Farmhouse. Where they're oh, gonna actually fun. have people vote on? There's a couple of those going on, like a like a rap battle, rap oh, battle. I wish that would be awesome. Oh, there yeah. is there is a uh, the, next year the Wednesday night. Oh, yeah. There is a, a, a beer rep lip sync competition. So I just want to point out that people do things outside of beer week and they complain about how long beer week is. <laughs> so they do that on Wednesday and then like there's a Sunday event and like I guarantee you, Monday is President's Day. Someone will roll out an event. <laughs> and like wonder you know if it can wonder if it'll fit on the site and then they'll put it in and then like our beer week just goes along. Oh, yeah. you know, like, well, <laughs> just can't help yourselves. <laughs> yes. It's not me. It's not me. But Rob, tell us how you really feel. Uh, <laughs> I, feel, I, feel I feel like we haven't talked about um, some of the educational stuff. There's yes. A yeah. Seminar uh, at Oso. What what was that one? The yeast seminar. Yeah, inland yeah. yeast. Um, they, they they call it the. I think they call it the yeasty boys or something like that. Yeasty boys. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so. I mean, yeast. It's the reason why <laughs> beer is made. I mean, you should know more about yeast than you sh- than any other ingredient, probably. It's the reason why there's so alcohol. Hops got all the uh, all the glory. Yeah. Malt's just kind of like there, floating in the water. Yeah. <laughs> um, water is just water. Uh, but oh, yeah, so let me, yeast. Let me ask you this. So, as as a, as somebody, let's say somebody's on the fringe of, because one of the things about Beer Week that I love is is what like we talked about. It brings people that are on the fringe of craft beer kind of into the fold a little bit, right? Like, hey, we're going to have chocolate, cheese, food, things like that to kind of, I don't know, I guess get some more exposure for craft beer. Where would yeast fall into? Like, something like that. Like, how could someone that is just getting into craft beer, what could be the benefit of, for them? I just think understanding fl- flavor profiles, but um, yeah. I don't don't get me wrong, I'm not going to create this origin story for um, superstition meat or anything like that, but, yeah. but like, you know, J- Jeff over there was just a guy that homebrewed as well but like uh i think he um understood the science aspect of the fermentation uh and some of these guys getting into cider who started out as homebrewers uh but found um because you, if you're just dealing with uh uh, uh honey and, and and apples i mean the, the, it's not as dimensional as malt but those guys that are doing that are, are probably have a pretty fair understanding of, of uh yeast and and <clears throat> flavor profiles and so um again i'm not saying that they learned all that from beer week or whatever but that's i mean when the when the when the opportunities present themselves uh, it's just a great way to, to do that I, I i know um you know we're in like our second generation of craft beer people or third or whatever uh i can't tell you how many people who who you know are my age have have kids and, and they're like oh yeah I'm, I'm sending them off into a, a you know a program um that's you know you know Biology, uh, you know, or they're they're focusing on yeast. They're focusing on, on um, some of the things that are important to craft beer uh, on the science side. So you, you do see that. So why I think is uh, that's why I think uh, education is important. Um, but also just uh, you know, a little little education, a little fun. Um, you know, there's I don't know if this is educational, but there's a, a 
the axe throwing thing is is is, uh, <laughs> is real. That is. Um, yeah. I tell you, there is a technique. I've done it. Um, yeah. uh, it's fun. Um, there is a you know a process and, and a learning experience with it. You know, everyone just thinks you can wing it and you know it'll just and, or throw it really hard. Hard it, throw it as hard as you can. <laughs> yeah. like, it doesn't work. It yeah. just bounces back. Yeah. <laughs> even further at you. So. Yeah. Um, it's you know it's it's a new experience type of thing. Um, one of, one of the educational events that I'm interested in is the the off flavor event that Four Peaks is doing. Yes. Yeah. Um, I I'd like to participate in something like that for my own sure for my own experience just because of what you said, Rob. There being able to identify off flavors is something that I, I'm legitimately interested in. I mean. Yeah. And, and understanding why that happens as, as part of the overall experience. So that's a good opportunity for people to, to learn a little bit more about maybe that it happens. Some people, you know, it, it's, it's, I'm not going to try and tell Doc how the brewing process works because I sure as hell don't know. But we all <laughs> sure. know that, that off flavors can happen and being able to identify them as, as a consumer is something that's of, interesting to, of interest to me. There, uh, there is a, an argument for ignorance being bliss against that. <laughs> yeah, that I, can't, I can't argue against that either. That, that, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I, I, well, I mean, beer stealing is a, is a, is a thing, and, and, and there are some, um, we call it aging when it's, when, it, when it's delicious, but it's really staling in general, and, and you, know, you get some good and some bad. Um, I, I'm hoping that they also look at... Uh, uh, some of the serving processes where some of these off flavors can come, tap lines, um, uh, taking kegs off, putting them back on. We're in kind of rotation nation um, or sitting on them too long or saying, oh, it was a great beer. I'll sit on it after I tap tap the keg and it's oxidized. Uh, I hope there's a little understanding of that um, as well. I'm, I'm, I'm sure it being Four Peaks are going to do a great job. Um, they've got people devoted to um, that aspect of, of quality now and um, they've always had it but now they've um, got the resources to really take that to the public so I hope it ha- I hope it's a conversation and, and, and fun um, at the same time I think it's I think it's essential too because um, I mean in today's uh, Yelp and Google review society right people said oh dude that place sucks well did it or did you just not like that style right because for me that's what I want to be able to identify is all right, is there something off with the beer, or is it maybe just one that I that I don't like? You know, because I mean? there's a huge difference. Yeah, right? yeah. There's, there's a big difference between being able to say, "I don't." This is I can appreciate that this was well made. It's just not for me. Sure. And this was crap because I don't like it. Right. Uh, yeah. So, education is is important if 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 you're Doc's a drink. Big on that too. As a brewer, I I want to know uh, if someone doesn't like my beer. Uh, I can't use the info if they don't know why. Yeah. If they just say it tastes bad, I'm like, I'm really sorry. I'm going to go down there and taste it, and maybe it is bad, and i got to replace a keg or something. But if they know that it is butter or transunanol, the paper flavors, uh, or any of those. Metallic, ne- something. Metallic, yeah, and that yeah. could be line cleaning needs to be done. That could be, uh, could be my beer. It could be an old keg. It could be a lot of things. But uh, yeah. to know what it is, then that can help me, because that might affect a lot of kegs in the market. For yeah. me, that I'd want to know about right away, and uh, we've been having this conversation uh, a lot recently about, well, 
segue into something we may talk about later, dumping beer. Sure. It's totally acceptable to dump beer at a brewery. In fact, if you're not doing it, then you're probably not serving your best product. Uh, some breweries say up to 7% a year. Just if you got a better beer, get rid of the old stuff. It costs money, but it costs more to if you're not selling your best product. So yeah, sometimes sure. you got to do it if it's been sitting there. And you touched on a, Rob touched on something that really, uh, Feel like Peter Griffin saying, "Grind my gears." Uh, <laughs> there's so many, so much education out there now, and so many wonderful places that serve craft beer now, and some of them even have people that aspire to be or are already cicerones. Yet they still, they're starting to see the light with line cleaning that it needs to be done, and you got to manage the people that come in and clean lines. Yeah. Uh, here in this state. Uh, it's not up to the the bar to do it, so you have uh, the distributors kind of pay for it. So people kind of just look the other way and assume it gets done. You got to manage them because they got 20 other places to hit before they open, and they may just skip some stuff and yeah. not do it right. Uh, but also those places that do untap a keg that still has beer in it, put it in the back of their walk-in so they could tap another beer, and then when it's convenient on a later date, retap that keg. And it's when you find that you know you go taste a beer, it's like oh man. Hold is this keg? <laughs> you go and find out that's what happens. Like, ah, oh, it drives me nuts. Yeah. It's like just got lost under a pile of other beer. It's probably going to happen during beer week because tap takeovers, most places don't leave extra lines available. They they are going to probably untap some beers so they could have a tap takeover, try and get back on it. But it, sometimes they do get buried, and I, I wish everybody would just see the light more that that is not a quality thing to yeah. do. <laughs> right. We keep extra empty lines here all the time. They're, they're not so the salespeople from the distributors can come and say, hey, can we have that line? It's so we could have a fresh line for a new keg. Yeah. We are starting to see some um, back to reality with tap takeovers. You're not seeing a brewery take over 30 lines anymore. You're seeing four or five breweries collectively with a theme or um, be it just they're all from California or um, uh, they work together and they're distributor or they're just friends. Um, we're seeing more of that, so that, that's a little bit more helpful. Um, I just wanted to, to point out one of the things our organization does is we – uh, we do legislation and public policy things, and one of the things that kind of went under the radar for a long time that we kind of had to keep under the radar is uh, it, it was it was illegal uh, for breweries that didn't have a distributor to offer any assistance in terms of line cleaning or maintenance down to a down to a set of washers that you'd have to order at like McMaster Car. Uh, you'd have to order a thousand of them before you, you just you know that, that's how inexpensive they are. Uh, they sit in every draft text toolbox. Um, or probably rolling around in in, in the uh, at, uh, in their car's uh, uh, tray, <laughs> just to be on the ready. <laughs> no, I mean it's small things like that. It was technically legal, so we had to we had to talk to distributors uh, because we didn't want to make sure they were okay with it. Um, apparently, they they saw the same thing we were because uh, we we put the alert out like, hey, you technically not supposed to be able to do this. They thought we were just being dicks. <laughs> I'm like, no, we, we don't want anyone to get in trouble, and we're trying to do it the right way. So they they, they quickly saw the light. Uh, we worked with a lot of people, but it took it took 18 months to get the law changed in our favor. So, but um, if people are currently uh, uh, thinking about getting a craft beer as a craft beer bar, or they're working at a craft beer location, honestly. Uh, uh, you should really take ownership of, of those lines. Uh, I mean, you, it's it's great that distributors will do this for you, or they'll hire a third party, or when your favorite rep comes in, he'll take care of it. But um, I don't know. I just it's why I leave that to chance. You know, like uh, you know, I, I wouldn't want anyone 
Um, I mean, that's that's your lifeblood. That's your heart and soul. That's the vehicle uh, of taking what you found delicious and you want to put on. You know, that's the last line to the customer. And and so, just encourage more people to to sort of take ownership. And you do see places like Tap and Bottle, a few other places. I have a sign up like Lens Last Cleaned on this date. Uh, when I see that, I know that they're doing it themselves because it's not these three lines got clean because this distributor came in and these five lines got clean because the other distributor came in. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, the, it's the delicious beer version of the last time, days since the last accident. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's true. I like that. Well, well so, um, well, and, and that's crucial for, for a place like that too because cleaning that line lets the customers know, number one, that all right, this, this shit is on point, mm-hmm. but it also helps them to get the best beers from around the state or the region. Right. Because, like, dude, if my beer goes on tap, a tap and bottle, when it gets in that person's glass, it shouldn't be much different than if they got it in my tap room. You're going to get a true taste of what it, what it should be like. It, yeah. It's good and bad news. I mean, beer is pretty forgiving about a lot of things. I mean, it has enough alcohol in it and pH that you're not going to get, you know, an illness from it, but it, it may make you feel queasy if you get something that you don't agree with. I... I'm very sensitive to butterscotchy diacetyl. It it can make me wretch if it's if it's um, over the top in the wrong style. If it's in the right style, it, it works. So um, it's you know understanding that. I, I see online online things uh, talk about that, uh, and and it's like well in that style it's completely appropriate and it works because there's other things going on in that beer that sort of um, work well with it. So um, education, great. Homebrew. Is, is something going on with the homebrewers, uh, the 17th? Um, is that If that's Monday, Ash usually does a hot scotchy thing, which uh, uh, and I think there's one other location. Uh, I think the Perch is doing it on, on a different day. Okay. Um, that's a cool thing. That's a cool, uh, that's, uh, I'm not going to toot my own horn a little on this because I know this really, I learned this from the Four Peaks guys and uh, uh, Jim um, Stralo from Oak Creek. Uh, they take uh, hot concentrated wort. Uh, the first runnings so it oh, is yes. the most sugary uh, available. Um, they take it out hot, uh, and they add a uh, they add a belt of uh, whiskey to it or, or uh, scotch. That okay, sounds fantastic. Hot yeah, yeah. Uh, it takes all the sugariness, and then you know how you, if you drink something really sugary, it, it kind of flabby at the end. It doesn't lacks any 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 oomph or punch right. or finish. That scotch does it. Now. Um, uh, I think if you look up Hot Scotch, you'll you'll see my name mentioned. You'll see Ash's name mentioned. You'll see Jeff Allworth, who writes a blog in, in Portland. Who um, to get he 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 got me thinking back when I was a homebrewer. Like this is a way that homebrewers can make homebrew and 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 and, do, and work with a a place and do it legally because they don't have anything to do with alcohol. Alcohol is part of the license that the bar owner has. So um, those are cool collaborations, and and um, it, it's it would be. It's cost prohibitive for a brewery to just make these because of the immediate nature of and the and that that sugary that one glass you're getting represents um, earning potential of a lot more if it's not served just as sugar water. <laughs> <laughs> so um, if you get one of those events, um, do try it out. And if honestly, if you can, uh, if you know Humber, uh, that's really the best time to do it because then you're you're working and you're understanding the process and. You're not unless you just dip in there and like, hey, call me and I'll be over for the hot scotches. In the <laughs> right. It's not right. gonna happen. You're gonna call have, me after your four-hour boil. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna have a you're gonna have a great afternoon. So, yeah. um, <laughs> glad you mentioned that. I, I almost forgot about that. Yeah, 
So we got to talk about the crown jewel of beer week, right? Uh, Monday afterwards where I sleep in. <laughs> yes, that's exactly <laughs> that's what we were right. talking about. That is <laughs> it. Yeah, Rob, tell us more about that day. Uh, <laughs> I wish I could. I'm usually uh, unconscious for yeah. <laughs> 12 hours. Now, I, I, I believe you're talking about Arizona Strong Beer Festival. That's right. That's right. 19th. 19th. Yes, it's yeah. the 19th Avenue on the 9th. 19th. Yes. Okay. Good. I didn't Great want to get vacation. Yeah. <laughs> you looked at me like, what? I'm like, yeah. It's Saturday. Uh, it's uh, it's on nine acres um, of Stealing School Park. Uh, the ten day yesterday said 71 degrees and partly cloudy. Oh. Um, I I mean that's like, you know, there's great football weather. Yeah. I think there's great drinking coffee weather. I think that's great beer drinking weather. Absolutely. Um, uh, so it, it, we we have 153 breweries. Um, we might get up to about 500 taps. Wow! Um, okay. I think I entered 300 of them last night uh, into Untapped. Uh, so if you go to Untapped and look for Strong Beer Festival, you'll start to see the seeds of what's going to happen. Um, it is not row after row after row of beer tents. It is uh, individual character areas, ten or so of them. Um, uh, you'll feel like you're at a different festival and in, in, in different circumstances. There is uh, there are local bands playing their original music um, because why not sample that too? We don't get enough of local uh, originally uh, created music. Yeah. Um, uh, there is uh, there is a, a, a cover band uh, that in the same manner uh, as last year. I, I can't discuss too many of the details with that. Um, there might be some '80s retro things going on in another area. Um, I'm not. Uh, you just have to show up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there, there will be um, some nice um, set pieces to sort of convey you into the '80s, is what I'm told. Okay. Um, uh, we have great food vendors. Some of them you know, um, like the Hungry Monk will be there. Okay. Um, we've got uh, you know delicious barbecue. Um, uh, we have vendors that are, you know. Uh, people that you may know and work with t-shirt vendors um we are working with goodfellas uh someone you know eric um they are doing the only um arizona beer week t-shirt that's ever been done uh, with our new logo featuring uh the guild on it those look badass um uh we have sold out of vip um we were able to add more super vips only because uh the the sunday brunch location was able to accommodate we went back to our when we do these things, we have to order special things. Like, for example, they get hats and there's some commemorative glassware. So we had to go back and pay extra to, to, to be able to do this because there was such a demand. We we sold out of uh, VIPs before Christmas. Usually we sell out, like, that period between Christmas and New Year's. Okay. Um, so I know some people got some great Christmas gifts. Uh, we sold out <laughs> of that. And so then we, we had to scramble to try to add more capacity. Um, uh if anyone's worried about their VIP experience, I mean, again, you're on nine acres. Yeah. Um, uh, there's, there's, if there's crowding, it means there's something cool happening. Sure. Um, but there are plenty of areas where you've got room to roam and um, you've got other things going on. But uh, uh, so we do have super VIP tickets available. I, I turned the link back on last night. Oh wow. Okay. Um, we haven't really made hay out of it. Um, when this airs, I don't know if that'll be the case. Um, <laughs> but uh, we, we, we limit our tickets to uh, a total in-house capacity of 10,000. Uh, 10, That's the way it's been in the last three years. So you cap it at 10,000? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, we, could, we, could, um, we could add 
thousands and thousands of more, um, but I just don't see the value of it. Sure. Yeah. Um, it's it's rated for um, that nine acres is rated for I think thirty thousand people. Really? Yeah. Jeez. We're not going to do that. <laughs> no. Um, no. I mean, so I wow. do, the, the knock is it's a big festival, um, but it it's a big festival. Yeah. I can't change that. Right. I'm, I'm, Damn I'm, you, <laughs> Rob, and your success with the festival. No, but we have we, we we have limited it, and we have uh, you know, I tell you what, if if I sold that thing out, like. I don't know. Last week, um, there's so many more cool things I could be adding to it. Sure. Um, there's so because I know exactly all my costs and everything, and um, you know, at some point during this week, I'll have to switch to focusing on the customer experience instead of selling, and and, and that happens much earlier if we can get those sales up. So, um, <laughs> if you bought early, I love you. <laughs> if you bought late, I'll love you when I see you. <laughs> <laughs> So you did, you did say there's super VIP left. Yes, right, right and now. So that, and that includes the, the the Sunday brunch, like you were talking right. about. You can yep. pick it. Uh, it'll be at Copper Blues downtown. Um, you'll have an opportunity to pick up your ticket on Friday or your wristband on Friday. We have to wristband you. We IDV you. If you sleep with it, you'll be able to walk right in when the when the doors uh, gates yeah. enter <laughs> yeah. uh, open. I'm sorry. And then um, yeah, there's uh, you get everything with the VIP, and I think you get a commemorative glass. Uh, at the brunch on Sunday, there'll be 12 or 13 breweries uh, to talk about their products, uh, and then there's brunch. Um, okay, cool. Got a food voucher. There's, I mean, there's no reason not to go to this thing. It, yeah. Unless it's sold out, then you can't go, right? Yeah. Get your um, tickets. So get your great. tickets now. Uh, if I could sell that out, um, I think everybody would be happy. It, yeah. You'd be happy because you knew that... Um, the proceeds go to uh, supporting our breweries, and, and that that's going to happen and continue another year. And um, um, you'll 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 be you'll have the knowledge knowing that you have to order tickets earlier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got Beer Week to you know you know drown your sorrows and the rest of beer. That's week. right. <laughs> that's right. Yes. From a from a patron point of view, I do you have any of the of the breweries you have coming coming? Do you have any kind of like sleeper? Everyone knows their favorites, and they're going to go go right. uh, patron their fav- their favorites. But do you have any sleepers that you would say don't miss, or anything that you would suggest other than all of them? And make sure you got bought your ticket early. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I know there's some um, cool kid breweries, but people can already decide who those are. Right. Um, there's there's at least one or two that you know famously haven't gone to this because not because they don't want to, because they don't they didn't they weren't at a point where they could supply enough sure. beer. Um, you know, and I and I know that we're going to have some breweries that are going to run out early because there's no way to predict how much beer they'll go they'll go through. Right. Um, I look at it differently. I look at it as like you know um, the enormity of it that that this is one of the biggest festivals in the country. Um, that the day is going to be beautiful. Right. Um, it's probably people's only experience walking that park and understanding how central that park is to Arizona. And, you know, you can literally see on a, on a nice day, you could see some of the surrounding mountains. Um, and I just, I, I go there to, to talk to folks that I haven't seen. And, and you know, some of them I might see every three years because, sure. you know, it, it is a commitment to come to this festival. I'm not going to lie about that. Right. Um, but I, I think most people who come and um, kind of look at it as a, being a twig in the stream and, and just kind of going with the flow, I, I think you're going to be a, a lot happier. And, and um, you know, we want we want you to remember the nine or ten breweries that you, you felt were um, gave you a great experience either through 
the beer or their discussion, mm-hmm. um, their camaraderie. That's what I'm looking for. Sure. Um, so the don't miss is the event itself. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. so. But, so what I hear you saying is don't or it, 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 there's so much more than just your favorites that are there and take time to talk to people. There's going to be a lot of people there. Take time to make some connections. Take the time to try something that maybe you wouldn't have tried otherwise. Yeah, and I, and I think uh, I, I think we rely on the breweries to provide these excellent products and these experiences, and they do by and large. But a, as a participant, you add value to the event by, um, you know, I'll say it not not overdoing it, not being a liability <laughs> to the rest of us. Right. I, that's fair. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I, I can't tell you how many t- times I've like, oh man, I haven't seen you in a couple of years. This is the first time. Um, we're all laughing because, uh, you know, in the past, it, it's it's a challenge to keep people um, upright and, and functioning. I mean, <laughs> yeah. um, uh, you know, at the heart of it, my name is on the festival license. Um, so I, I am concerned. I don't want anyone. I want when people come, um, it's safety mm-hmm. and having a good time. And if they honestly, if you if you said, hey, I bought my ticket, I got home safe. I had a great time. If you didn't drink a single beer, I've won. Sure. Right? <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I go, what did you have beforehand? Right. <laughs> <laughs> a hell of a night out on yeah. Friday. Um, but, you know, uh, I look at it from creating an experience and providing the breweries an opportunity to get a return on investment by, you know, doing simple things like if they just, uh, if, please don't get tired if they ask you, like, hey, have you ever been to our brewery? Because they're kind of getting stats or... They're counting, um, you know, different kinds of, of, of uh, they're, they're looking at reactions. They're looking at your face when you drink it. They're looking at right. other things. They're collecting information. Hopefully they're doing it um, uh, to, to take that back and, and be better breweries, you know. So as, as a brewer and someone participating, what, what do you hope for? Is there anything anything further you hope for out of, out of the patron experience? Like what do you look for in, in someone coming up asking for a pedal house beer? So yeah, there's there's great great benefits to these festivals. Um, last year was the best time I ever had. Uh, I I had to be back here in the second half of it, which I think had something to do with why I had such a great time. I um, <laughs> I think a, a lot of us remember it for the last hour. Sure. The conversations you're having the last hour are meaningless. Uh, it's just like finishing the kegs. <laughs> but the first couple yeah. of hours, and especially before people get let in, you're meeting the reps, you're meeting the, the other industry people, you're walking around. We had a project we were collecting beer stickers for last year, and just talking with people was great. But as soon as they let them in, the line doesn't move fast in the beginning because people are talking to you, and that is exactly why we're at the beer festival, yeah. to be able to interact with people in a uh, positive way that they hopefully won't... Um, forget because yeah. a couple hours later things happen <laughs> they might not remember anything for the previous 24 hours but yeah but yeah that was that was a good time and uh i'm gonna do it again this year we are splitting our team up uh two of us are going out early setting it up and two people are coming later to break it down so i'm gonna be the early one leaving nice <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah yeah i i, w- I remember uh, i think it real wild and woody when i set up the podcast Pretty sure the last hour of my show, I just I'm like Chris, cut it out, just leave it. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. what happened. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong in having a good time, right? Like, right. And 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 ninety percent um, of people are just were like, you know, it was sure. they knew it's it's there for tasting and enjoying yourself. The, you mentioned that I'm like, I'll tell you, last year was the first year we we the city of Phoenix uh, said, hey, by the way, the last I don't know ten years you've kind of been doing this wrong. You're supposed to stop serving a half hour before 
the event ends. Like, well, can we extend the when the event ends? And like, no, then you have to subtract 30 minutes. Like, it's it's a game we play. Sure. It's like, oh, can I say the event ends at 5.30 and everything? No, you have to. So we have to publicly say, and it's on the ticket, you know, it ends at 5, but last call is 4.30. I, I was like, oh, we're going to get lynched. They're gonna <laughs> we, we did it. We made the announcement. We made the announcement. And I was like, people were like, Oh yeah, what a great idea! Yeah, <laughs> I can go home a little bit early. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, I might be able yeah. to go out to dinner later. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, I'm gonna beat. You know, the sun will be up when I'm at home or <laughs> somewhere else. Yeah. It was weird. It was weird. Yeah. I hope it continues, and it just, you know, it, I hope it's a sign that you know um, that we're all getting better at this. Um, so, uh, I, I'm trying to get better at running the festival. The breweries are trying to get better at. Uh, um, getting the bang for the buck that they want, and um, I'm hoping consumers are trying to get better at um, um, being good people in the community. Uh, everyone says beer people are the best people. Um, sometimes they're not at their best, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, so, I don't. I don't I, enough uh, fatherly advice from me. right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to, to just. I mean, just just the whole the whole thing. Um, I'm trying to pinpoint like the things that I'm going to go to. Um, is there any? If you guys had to pick, I'm going to put you guys on the spot. Yeah. If you had to pick one thing to go to, I can start if that gives you guys time to think. So I, I've got one that I want to promote just because I love the people that are doing it. So, yeah. uh, State Bar in Cottonwood, okay, is doing a Wanderlust takeover. Ooh, nice! And um, Cottonwood's one of my favorite towns in Arizona. Their, their old town area is never not a good time they have some of the best restaurants in all of arizona they have state bar which is nothing but local beer and wine they have some of the best wine being made in arizona is all right there um so if, if you're in the region if you're in that area definitely hit up state bar good people run good people in those in that tap room and always good beer and wonderless too what a great place to take over your taps right, right? <laughs> yeah doc so I have one that um, might not be mentioned yet. Uh, so we got together with the Audubon Society, Oro and uh, Oso. And um, the Audubon Society, by the way, has nothing to do with European cars. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was. Yeah, you're uh, like, I'm in. We all had that. Moment. I was like, this is cool. Uh, but it's uh, and I then I learned it was about birds, and then I learned that no, that's not what it's about either. Uh, birds, the entire habitat birds live in, require the bugs, require the plants, require everything in nature to be working for you to be able to see a bird um, so they they approached us about doing something to try and not raise money because it's not about that but um, just restoring the habitat and there's a a great a great thing coming up here um, it just happens to span so tomorrow releasing the beer not to raise money but just to get the conversation when people ask for the beer uh, and then on the 16th is the day we're doing the dig, but that area of the Salt River, if you float the Salt River, there's an area that was burned down uh, in a fire. Uh, we got a bunch of trees donated. We need people to plant them. So on the oh, 16th, right on. Uh, capping it off at 60 people, and we're going out to dig holes and uh, put the trees back in the ground, try and restore the wildlife to the area. So what day of the week is that? It's a Saturday. So it'll be Saturday following strong beer fest um, there is a website you can go to to sign up to be one of those 60 people which will get you a gift uh from each of the breweries there's gonna be a little sweet bag for everybody who participates uh, but let's see if i could read it right it's bit.ly dot salt river restoration and that's all that i got there <laughs> I, I would think there'd be a dot com or something but that's what the uh address they gave me was but yes uh 
So the beer chosen uh, appropriately is called Summer of Salt. Because uh, mm. I think most people think of that area, think of the summertime floating in a tube. Sure. Uh, the beer expertly crafted by the good people at Oso and Gilbert is a pineapple guava IPA, Whoa. which is a perfect beer to float the river with Dang. if you're going to do it. So. Sounds like summer ca- summertime in a can. Yeah, yeah. we're hoping yeah. to receive two kegs of it here today because we're tapping it tomorrow. Ah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> or if I hang around long enough today. Right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, maybe. We'll clean the lines and tap it tomorrow. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> Nick, you got anything uh, in mind? I'd, I'd just say Strong Beer Festival. Um, it's it's difficult for me to get a Saturday off. Yeah. Um, I, I missed last year, but it is it is one of the best festivals of the year for sure. Um, a lot of cool tappings. I know a lot of a lot of breweries save the good stuff for that to sure. showcase. Um, so, fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, hey, thanks, Nick. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll pay you later. Also, it was not my answer. Um, I I have a different answer because I'll be busy that day. Uh, I I think in tune of uh, what Chris was saying about uh, being in Cottonwood and and understanding how that small town dynamic and that walkable Main Street is. um, In years past, I've spent a lot of time in the back half of the week in in Tucson. Um, And I think Tucson has, has, if, if you had to be in one city for Beer Week, I would say a lot of times I'd say it's Tucson because a lot of stuff is walkable. Yeah. Um, and it's a good mix, and of course, um, you've got you know one of the one of the best uh, uh, publicans. I'll use that word out there. Uh, uh, Rebecca Safford and, oh, and Harrison Scott yep. um, with with their multiple locations. Um, you've got a growing scene in Marana, but I'm going to change my answer a little bit because um, I'm going to spend more time in northern Arizona this week. Okay, at the end of the week, and um, they have that ABV dinner that I talked about, and I think you're going to get all seven breweries up there. Yeah. Um, I should also mention that I might dip out to a, ta- uh, a, uh, a, a pub crawl if I can get a driver uh, in Prescott. They're doing um, this. Uh, this is all at the, the last Saturday. Which again, uh, I, I think to um, I think the Barley Hound's putting that together. So it's a mix of, of craft and, and, and breweries. Um, those are the kinds of events I'd look at. Uh, I, you know, as as the director, I get to travel the state and understand places and. Um, I think if you have the opportunity to leave your comfort zone in your home, go. You know, it's going to be cold. It's going to be um, seasonal. Um, uh, you know, let's not forget about the folks in northern Arizona and the outlying areas. And I, I don't think we've got very much going on in Yuma or, or Lake Havasu. I'd like to see that improve at some point. Um, yeah. Um, they're kind of got their own deal. Um, so it, it, if uh, if I could shout out to anybody, it, right, this year would be Flagstaff and spending that last weekend in Flagstaff. Yeah, nice, awesome. You literally traveled all over the state in that in that recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> I love it though. You, because you said about Tucson, um, I love going to Tucson. I love just like, with the exception of Flagstaff um, and small little pockets here and there, you don't have that walkability of of all that stuff. The you know Pueblo Vida, ten fifty five, now Iron John's public. It's great, Crooked Tooth, you know Borderlands, Tapa Bottom. I mean, they're all right there. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Um, yeah. It, it's, uh, I think it's the lifestyle we all want. We want to be able to yeah. work and play and, and, and walk and bike, and um, uh, everybody hates to commute, you know? Yeah. So that um, nobody likes to, nobody should be commuting for beer. No, <laughs> no, no. I would say for me, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that, uh, the Women's Brew uh, release at the Whining Pig. I think that's going to be a good event to kick off because that's the first day of Beer Week. 
February 7th, Thursday. Um, so and it's, I think it's cool because um, I think big talk right now and in, in within the craft beer industry is like that diversity, right? And I think that this is a great representation of the awesome women that we have in this community that kick ass and, you know, um, obviously they welcome me in and, you know, talk shit to me when I got the microphones on, you know? <laughs> so uh, I love it, though. I, I love it. It's, I can I can vouch for that. I edit the yeah, show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. You should have heard when the mics were off. They were, they were just yelling at me. No, I, I imagine it wasn't any different. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So um, anything we missed? I mean, is that that's we covered a gamut of things. There's a lot of things going on. Oh. Follow your favorite brewery to see what they're they're doing. Um, ArizonaBeerWeek.com yep. uh, to look at events. Uh, StrongBeerFest.com for strong beer tickets and information. Um, you know, we, we missed a lot. Sure, for sure, oh, yeah. yeah. There's, there's, there's no uh, way we could get cover them all. Yeah, yeah. and uh, um, uh, hope everybody just uh, you know uses uses Lyft or or, or uh, yeah Uber Lyft Lyft is our partner, but use whatever uh, ride service you can get. Um, spend the money, take a day off. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, we'll see you at spring training. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Uh, I'll be set up. Um, I don't know if Chris will be co-hosting at, at Strong Beer Festival, but we're going to be at a table for the first, I guess, all but the last hour, probably. You know, last call I, is at four thirty. Last call on this is three thirty, probably. Yeah, that's just <laughs> good planning. Right. Yeah, but uh, but swing by, talk to us, get on the show, and um, have fun during beer week. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode. Make sure you follow. Arizona Craft Brewers Guild and Arizona Beer Week on social media. Go to ArizonaBeerWeek.com for a list of all of the events. I will be at Strong Beer Festival. Me and the team will be there doing a podcast. We've got some pretty sweet merch that we're, that we're getting out. Uh, compliments of my dudes over at Goodfellas Merch in Glendale. It's going to be a good time. Hope to see you guys out there. Always remember, stay awesome. <laughs>